away, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Sarah Martins. This is the Fantasy Golf Pod. We're here. Cracking beers. Every Sunday night. That's right. We're live on YouTube. On YouTube. No more <laughs> touting. Just having fun. Okay, welcome. Quickly, if you're new here, subscribe and like. Um, that helps the algorithms. This is the Sunday night PGA DFS support group. Uh, we're going to meet here to review what we did wrong, what we're sad about, or what we can do better next week. Yeah. This week. I'd like to move on from this week. <laughs> and you're not going to let that happen. No, I will not. We will get there. But uh, before we do, this is it. We're simply just friends. We play for low stakes. We play for a dollar lineup in the short game, 20 entries, looking for a mega profit, a cashing of a comma. Congratulations to my little brother did it in NBA this weekend. Hey, shout out to Paul. Uh, the plan for tonight's show is we're going to talk about the winning lineup, the short games we do every week. We're going to talk about you going 0 for 6 in your league lineup. We're going to review again what people told us and see if it came true. That's a, like a segment I like to call, we were told. It's fun. Uh, we're going to look at the news of the week. We're going to look at what went viral and what was the outrage. We're going to try to do that each and every Sunday night. We're going to review the outrage. What were people angry about? And then we're also going to look ahead at the Farmers Insurance Open. That is next week's tournament. But first, a PSA, Eric, a personal service announcement for you from me. You may have lost money the first two weeks playing PGA DFS on DraftKings. You may have lost money betting. Hey, you may think that there's a community solution out there. Somebody out there is going to give you answers. They've got a database, a model. It's going to print money for you. If you just pay them a little bit, you'll get a ton back. What do we know about those things, Quagnus? To each his own. <laughs> to each to his each. own, but do not go those routes thinking you're going to get answers, especially in golf. Eric and I talk about this a lot. The NFL has controllable factors. The field itself is a set distance from one end to the other every week, uh, no matter who you play. The uh, quarterback, we're going to sometimes pretty much know who that is. I mean, there's like things people know, predictable aspects of NFL and NBA. Golf's much different. There's a lot of factors in that. Uncontrollable factors. So anything can happen, good or bad, bad or good, random losers or winners each week. This is roulette. We play for fun. Remember to do that. Remember, this is just DraftKings. It's there for entertainment. It's not there to build a real portfolio of money. My goodness. Hello. That's why you play for a dollar in the short game. Join us there. If you want a portfolio, go on Jock. Jock. They're not our sponsor. We don't have to tell anybody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to the preferred lines friendly. Hey, we do have a friend of the program. His name is fansharesports.com. You go there, use promo code fantasy golf pod and get 20% off. That website's awesome. So do that, but you don't need to do that. You could do that for NFL and NFL is almost over. Hey, this is right. We get a little bye week for the NFL. It's golf's time to shine. Time to shine at Tory Pines. Perfect time. Okay, <laughs> going into the season, we're ramping up here. It's going to be a better field. Boom. One of my favorite events of the year, in fact, Eric, because ching, if you remember, I turned 25 cents into $400 when I won the Farmers Insurance Quarter Arcade in 2019, two years ago now. It was great. Jason Day hit a ball off the tent, landed in the sand instead of being out of bounds. It was like lucky as hell. You can't do that. This year, there will be no tents, probably. Or are there fans? I don't even know. But whatever. I won a no, GPP here at last year. It was great. Two years ago. I can't believe that was only two years ago. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. In DFS, it's hard to win. So we celebrate it still like it was yesterday because it's fun. The quarter arcade. We don't even play in that anymore. We're it's a great contest, though, for what we were doing at that time. Yeah, if you're new into golf or PGA or whatever, you're trying to just try it out do that or if you're eric and you need to downsize because your bankroll is going down <laughs> shitter because you're O of six you're terrible at, at pga dfs eric you were O of six dude on one out of 20 lineups come on give me a break 
It was hard. It's harder to go all of six than it is to go six of six. This is the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, it, like, hey, what are the chances that I make 20 lineups and the one I put into what I consider to be semi important gets O of six? Also, there's been there how many times I'd put in my best lineup and it's end up ended up being my best lineup in league. So that was okay. Well, whatever. We're not maybe we're not ready to talk about that. We're talking about uh, the next segment here, you know, on the show, Sunday night show is every work. We're going to talk about a mega profit story, potentially a big GPP that we entered and we entered in the Albatross this week because we do that every week. We're going to give away an entry into a contest on DraftKings. We're just, I'm just going to give it away. We're going to talk about it and we're going to give it to somebody who's chatting along. Eric, is anyone chatting along on YouTube right now? With us. Yeah, we got we got Coach Beeve, Jacob Nary, and Sweet Spots here again. Okay. So yeah, keep chatting. Now, I didn't even really review the Albatross because I was I don't know. My team was terrible. Yours was worse. And I think Sweet Spot DFS crushed us, did he not? Yeah, he the, he uh he cashed. He cashed just fine and great. So how much did he win? Uh, I think he tweeted and said forty dollars off the wow. twelve dollar off the twelve dollar. Well, he had him. He had some good names with his lineup. Every week we're going to try to just have some fun and enter a big contest that we don't belong in and see if we can come away with a little bit of profit. And Eric and I, we did not. But luckily, yeah. Eric, we did have a somewhat viral video, the Phil video, where he missed his putt. It was a terrible lip out. Got three thousand views, so maybe we got like thirteen, fourteen cents off that. So that you know at least chips into the twelve, twenty-four dollars we wasted. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was a lot of carnage this week, Eric, and that was uh, that was started. It was you know your legal item. <laughs> it's bad. You want to just you want to go over it or? You, you yeah, let's do your league lineup before we talk about the short game winner, or should we talk about the winner before the loser? Or, or are people wanting to wait to hear from you? Let's just get let's just get my pathetic situation over with because okay. I, I i'd like to move on all right great perfect so this is the american express by gspn that's me uh i run a league where we have 20 people in it some of them are from twitter you may have recognized md grimmy michael grimmy he's in the freaking league he's for on twitter so is a bunch of other people uh gordy brabber our friend a new DraftKings player is good at DraftKings, and you can see that he's proving himself he almost won with a miscut well, I guess everybody had a miscut. Either way, whatever. doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. Everybody had a miscut. Everybody was bad except uh, Eric. Well, I wasn't that good. I wasn't that bad. I luckily had Siwoo. So I had Siwoo and scored 143 along with him. And Eric had no one good and scored 166 total points. My God, Eric, this is awful. How did you do this? Were you sober when you built this lineup? Yes, I made I made my lineups in the morning, the morning of a couple hours before uh, lock. Okay, so then let's see, 166 points. Have you ever scored this few points? I don't think I've had a zero of six before. <laughs> Neither have I. I've never had a zero of six. Literally. I mean, I... that's why I was laughing so hard at you because it was funny. Because okay, let's go through the lineup here. You had Brooks Kepka at 10 8, and in fact. You at 5% own means you were, were the only per person out of 20 people that have Brooks Kepka. You chose Brooks on his first event uh, of the season on a course he had never played for 10-8. I thought he was healthy. You, you, you tweet out those videos of him proclaiming that he cares. And then that influences me. So I actually blame you. Oh God, Brooks. I'm being blamed for you taking Brooks. Nobody yes. else was dumb enough to take Brooks in our league except for me. <laughs> now, also, you were the only idiot to go back to Kevin Na after he won. Why did you use $9,200 Kevin Na? Like, that's not even, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's, a, I, I, I guess my thought was he's a veteran. He just won. That's not going to bother him. He's going to come off and keep playing. And he <laughs> played at this course, or he played this tournament 18 times. Why would he come, like, he... He just won again. Why do we? What? What are you talking about? Only he played like the elite of the elite that win that are playing again the next week, and even then, don't do that. Remember when JT was at the 
one tournament and you play the next week and you miss the cut. Everybody does this. You get a letdown because you're holding the trophy and you're taking the check home and you're talking to your friends on the phone and taking texts and interviews and all this crap. And I'm Kevin now. I'm walking the putts and I got my shirt with my logo on it and I'm cool now and I need money and then oh notoriety and I'm gonna go to this tournament again. Like like you're a fool to take. Was anyone else dumb enough to do that? No. But there were a couple people took Charles Howell the third. You were told about him. I was told. You literally picked him based on the narrative that he used to be good on the West Coast. When was that? Was that promoted by FGI in 2016 when you were a subscriber to them? And that's why you're using that today, five, seven years later? I thought at 7,800, I mean, it was at least going to be a made cut. I didn't think that he would shoot minus two overall. And well, he, made it, he almost made the cut. He was the closest yeah. guy on your team to almost make the cut at 7,800. What a team. <laughs> Glue, Lucas Glover, dude? Why? You're the only idiot to take him. Come on. I, 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 can't, I can't defend all of these picks. I, I was building based on price, and I wasn't going to go in the 6K range. Okay, so, so then the Sep Straka, the only chalk you eat is Sep Straka? That was, <laughs> that was what you decided? That $7,400 Sep was like the one, and then everybody ate it. And, of course, it got awful. Yeah. And then JT Poston, the only fool to have him. And he was both those two guys made the cut last week. They were burnt out. I just just thought the only person. Okay. 80 in round two for JT Poston. Yeah. It's not good. good. Is your segment over at least? No, no, no way. I'm grinding my way back out of this segment and season long, and I got other segments, so it'll be fine. This um, is a god-awful lineup, and I couldn't believe that you'd had that lineup. I don't even know what, what, like, I was texting you Thursday morning about how Josh Bennett was talking shit to you. Made no sense. Like, how did you even, like, we're, we, you even said you admitted mistakes were made. Yeah, well, I... You know, here's here's what here's what happened is that I started looking. I, I did start looking at some stats, and that kind of fucks me up a little bit. What? Start looking at things. I start. I, what does that mean? Well, I made like a model of like. <laughs> made a model. I made a model. I made a model using Fantasy National, which I like to look at that stuff if you're interested in stats. But like, I looked at them. I I, I looked at like who putted poorly last week that usually puts good i don't know i started thinking things yeah i started okay. thinking a lot of things and i was like i gotta because i gotta get this right because you're like yeah well, fucking work, so either way you were awful and it was funny because being six of six is easier than being over six so congratulations on being very bad oh thanks man that was good all right let's let's move good, on now good person to be bad though because you're fun to make fun of <laughs> Who won the short game? Well, somebody did answer Finau M. Harmon Jones. Oh my goodness, is the match Jones in the winning lineup? And again, ben on? what? Oh my god, someone took Ben on and won a GPP with Ben on. You can do it, it can be done. It was done. Can you believe it? What's going on on chat? Are they ripping you too? Yeah, we got people interacting here. It's good. Eric will win a GPP next week because it's DFS. That's true. Because I'm going to play Poston and Glover again. Oh, wow. Boom. Okay. I respect you more if you did, but what will happen is you won't play those two, and then they no, will I'll, pop off. I'll get, I'll get fucking uh, scared shitless. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, do we care about the short game guy? Can you? Would you have ever made that lineup? I mean, you can, you can get there. You can I mean, get you could there. have done Finau. I would have gone Cantlay Finau. Did someone in second go Cantlay Finau? To, yeah, see. Oh, Cantlay. Yeah, you could have gone Cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Say that. Say Why is that called Cancer? Say Cantlay Answer. You're the one that said that to me. Cantlay, start lining up to Cantlay and Answer, and you got Cancer. Yeah, Finau, and then you get to Kim. I mean, like, it's a sort Look, of like. I, Eric, I was told that you couldn't use chalk like Answer and win a GPP. And why was he chalk of all like of all people? I mean, he came through at T five. You know that's great. I think it was his result last year here. Maybe this dude was twenty percent, twenty percent, twelve nine, and got second. So like to eat chalk, 
you could eat all the chalk you want if you put a one percent dumbass Ben on to eat with the two twenty percenters. And actually, Eric, I wanted to show you this. Before we move on to the next segment, we're going to review a little bit more of this last week. That's what we're going to try to do each week. I'm going to try to make sure that we reflect on who it's the chalk and how do they do. And that was Scotty Scheffler, and he was terrible. He had 32 points. Can you see this? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming everyone else can. I mean, is it hard to read? Oh, there. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so, yeah. Answer... Chalk, the second most owned guy in the short game was in the winning lineup and you couldn't eat chalk. Yeah, maybe for every Scotty Scheffler, there's an answer. For every Patrick Reed and Straka, there's a can't lane him. Okay, everyone has a phenom for a Henley. Look at these. This is, you got 127, you got 55, of course. There's minefields everywhere. This is not a, because they're chalk, they suck. Look, that does not equate. There's no correlation. Chalk doesn't equate to bad play. A low owned guy does not equate to good play. Like, let's look at anyone down here that was 3%, 90, you know, Matt Jones. He's in the winning lineup. Like, how, how are you going to guess this? Like, maybe Molinari. <laughs> how are you going to guess it? I don't understand. Like, of course, yeah, you have to play these plays. But at the same time, oh, like, damn. why would you not play good plays? Should we get into that yet? <laughs> Well, not only why wouldn't you play good plays, but where the ownership really becomes important is with the mistakes that I made this week when it comes to Sepp Straka at, you know, what I think he was 7,400. And then Sam Burns at eight, I think he was 8,000. Yeah, I don't yeah, have it up right now. 83. It's like, think about those guys and what is they chalk that was, I mean, are you kidding me? There's only two people that are contrarian weird plays that Doug Gim that guy should have gone back to be called Doug Gim. Everybody's on him a week four. Michael Thompson's good. He won last year. If he gets hot with the putter, we've seen it, and he got hot with the putter. But otherwise, are you kidding me? These are all good names that were chalk. Are you fucking kidding me? Like the theory is you're not supposed to play these names. Well, I guess 12% isn't chalk. And then guess who the guy that doesn't play chalk played? See you, okay. <laughs> so like how did you know he was going to be 12 and not 15? And if he was 15, would you have considered him bad because he was 15 or projected at 20 and he didn't go into 20? Like, how do you even know what the projections are going to be and how, like how accurate are the projections? That's something that I feel like needs to be, uh, you know, evaluated after each week as well. Like, well, then let's get into the next segment each week. We're going to talk about the DraftKings principles and discoveries of DraftKings, solving DraftKings is what we're going to call this. It's like the Bryson segment. First and foremost, APPR did not grind. <laughs> he missed the cut. It was not cool. So maybe no, no, maybe no always or nevers in PGA DFS, like fading the top price guy always. Like maybe you don't do that. I didn't do that this week because Rom Ruth drew. And so I used Cantley off of, um, you know, <laughs> technicality. technicality. But at the same time, I think the nevers and always is are stupid. And I always do this or I never do that. Or I will want, this is how you should play. It's all dependent on each week. And we can get into that. But historically, the second principle that we always go with is this historically good names that are low owned and decent price. I, I, case in point, Molinari, just there. There's other names. Uh, Woodland. Why didn't we just go Woodland? And guess it and go early. He's a historically good, low priced name. Those are the names we need to continue to go with and know that we'd rather be on them early. Eating chalk, Eric, playing names that are popular. You tweeted uh, at one point, imagine fading good names because they are chalk. Uh, yeah. And Bagels, our friend, Nagel Bagel, the guy that does a Periscope on Wednesday night, he said that was a personal attack on his terrible one lineup strategy. <laughs> his contrarian one lineup. Should we talk about first? Should we talk about fading chalk or one lineup guy? Or talk about how I wasn't attacking him. No, we knew that. Okay. We only know that because you don't actually know his method because you don't listen to him. <laughs> I did say that to him. I was like, I didn't know. I don't know what you do, dude. I know. It's not a big deal. But yeah. Okay. When can you play chalk? Let's say. When, when should you play chalk? Whenever you want. 
always, never. Don't do it or do it or doesn't matter because chalk doesn't matter. Chalk doesn't matter. The line of thinking in the DFS community is that it's a weird line of thinking that a player is not good based on their popularity. I don't understand that. If it's Sepp Straka, it might be a decent fade. Sure, but nobody. I knew didn't know that Straka was going to be thirty percent. The projection. I didn't, didn't have that. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I just it was my own my own brain. Well, you know, it was like ten percent. I thought maybe twenty five, thirty percent Sepp Straka. Like God, like sure. If we could predict the future and know that, then yeah, great. I'd fade that. But at the same time, no, their performance has nothing to do with their ownership. So like, stop thinking that like fading. Just because he's no, it's the construction of the lineup as a whole gives you leverage, sure. Or not using a person that's playing being played by everybody else gives you leverage, sure. Does the leverage equate to winning? Not always, I don't think. So, like, how a player will do has no bearing on if people like him or not. Like, it doesn't really make. Like there's no correlation. So I, I hope that that's understood. The correlation is that if there's so much variance in golf, you hope that variance happens to that guy that's popular and you decide not to use that guy for 100% game theory. Not because you think, well, he's popular now, so he's going to not swing the club the same way. I hope that's understood, right? It is. And look at, look at the winning lineup in the short game the most popular players on that team all scored hundred plus points. And then the two least popular, which helped this team. And that's why you have to be contrarian and have those like two and 1% owned guys were at the 91 and 96 point uh, total for each of them. But, but the other guys, 21 and T eight, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So we, we, the, the galaxy braining about like about ownership, is it's important to a, a degree. I don't, I don't know what, to what degree do you. Well, wait, here's handle? the, here's the other important part is that it's important when choosing the contest that you, that you're in, like you have to pick there you a go. different line based on if there's 20,000 entries in it. So of course, like these lineups look great and they won the GPP for the short game against 23,000 people this week. That's fine. They used a 1% guy. They used 20% guy. It didn't freaking matter ultimately so but when it comes down to i'm making a lineup against 20 dudes that i know that are my friends like that shouldn't matter that we're playing a nine week thing and then right you want to you want to just have consistent 8k guys to you know give yourself the best you know odds do you think (laughs) no i know what you think about this Sweet spot goes, I think the industry's oversaturated the professional betters and the fave mentality is to gain leverage. Well, yeah, exactly. The gaining leverage is fine, but it's like there is other ways to gain the leverage, like to not use, I mean, but how are you, you have to like decide that this guy's not going to be used or be used. So that's one factor. And then you have to decide like, because now some guys that are used a lot are good and some guys that are faded are good. So then now I have to, pick between which one is going to be it so that i'm not doing that anymore all i'm doing is picking like the three or four guys up top that i like i don't give a shit if you like them or not great if you don't great if you do i'm not a square player because i'm just picking the guys that i like up top and then that's where i make my differences is when i build the last two or three guys that's when i decide you know what this guy in the 7k range i know i like him nobody else does i'm going to use him more in more lineups oh 8k guy that's not being used siwoo and kazire or whatever that was who i liked this week and they weren't overly used great they're the guys that i'm going to use the most in that range so it really that's how you use fanshare sports.com ownership projections that you can get with our promo code fanshare fantasy <laughs> pod for 20 percent off that's how you use the leverage of the ownership and knowing that but then these are projections so then you go in and you're like hey i'm sneaky using set straka this week and then you're really freaking not and then you just sink your teams and then then after they come out people go you're using the chalk you're a chalk square player and i'm like well how do i even know if i'm a chalk square player and i if i thought the guy was good why does it matter if 30 percent of the field is playing them because i used in the same lineup with that 30 percent guy two other idiots that were terribly under owned so like that's the point it's like it doesn't even matter if you like a good guy if you want to play a chalky name 
because you have five other spots to make a differentiation and you don't even have to be that different. We see it all the time. Being different to be dumb is dumb. Like, don't do that. Like what I did. Like you did. Exactly. <laughs> In our league, bro, where there's 20 people, you were different to be different to be dumb for no reason. Yeah, not good. Don't do Bad that. play. Oh, because this is the lottery, right? So we're already playing the lottery. Like we're playing. So don't go and get the double lottery. That's what I think. So again, I mean, hindsight is always 2020. So when you look back at this particular week we had with the course that we had, with the field we had, that's the week that you don't go in on the level or on the chalky names. Of course not, because a volatile field in a volatile tournament with three courses and normally, but two courses with a rotation and birdie fest where putter matters and like one day it gets hot, whatever. That's where you spray the, the, you spray it all. You really do. You go 30 names and you're 20 players or lineups. Yeah, possibly if not more. But weeks that you know that the cream rises to the top, the field is strong, the course is hard, X, Y, Z. That's when you fit pepper the AK range. It's the weeks that are like these resort courses that we've had. So guess what? So then the, the brainy people like take the result of this ketchup.com tournament that nobody cares about in a made up land, <laughs> fake tournament, bullshit birdie fest they take the same mentality into the farmer's insurance open at tory pines with this field so then you go into next week and you're like well we gotta use 6k guys gotta go on our own guys gotta make weird contrarian dumb lineups this is the way to do it because look what happened last week it's like don't do that this week and i used to do this i used to react instead of knowing like oh wait shit i should have had hindsight before last week knowing i should have sprayed the 6k range should have used i knew that though i'm a fucking idiot and instead i went double down on i'll have three shares of a guy instead of just like adding a couple more guys and differentiating and having two or what you should do in these weeks is just have one share of everyone in the 7k range and then just take your two or three guys in the 10k range put the pepper the rest of the randoms and it doesn't even matter because you're playing a lottery when on this kind of a tournament <laughs> Again, that's called the spray method. Yeah, it's great. Right? It's very, it's very There's simple. Methods. One of the methods that you can do into play DraftKings is you can use one lineup, which is great. Dying on a hill. That's people do that. People like that. But then they enter that lineup into every single contest. And that I don't necessarily feel like it's the best way to play. You got to build no. rosters based on which contest you're in. If you're in a hundred man winner take all contest, sometimes to play the same lineup in that contest that you do against your buddies that are 20 and that you're in a nine week tournament with, there's that's so that's stupid. Like the winner take all 100 man listener league, you have to have two or three guys that you know no one in that league's gonna have. You have to be a little bit different. But then at the same time, you don't. You can get chalky as hell. You can probably have a good chance because there's only 100 teams. So like. There's just, you have to build based on the contest that you're in. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people die on the hill with this one team, which means you're going from already roulette to then you have to hit the lotto, like Powerball style. And there's something exciting about doing that, about entering one lineup into all the contests. I mean, I know people that do that. We've seen people who do that on Twitter. And <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, and and then and then you know they they randomly come out and win and well they hit the nuts. I know, I get it. I mean, I there's got to just be like it's your the way that you play. I don't necessarily think that's the best way to play unless you're building one lineup that you know you want to have the nuts and you build that and you put that in all of the like you put one lineup into every contest that has the highest payouts and then you have all winner take alls, all triple ups or whatever. Like you just are like the confident guy in that lineup and make sure you fit it into contests and make the one lineup you make then be good enough to be crazy to win. So I guess there's, you have to build based on your method or something. Right. Darbo, just, say, Darbo saying that he left 2,400 on the table on his lineup in league and got fifth. Do we need to relitigate whether or not we need to uh, use up all our cap or try and try and find that like, well, okay, good for you. You played lot. You got. You did the lottery, and then 
<laughs> you got lucky kind of but you can though last week to do that this week you'd be a fucking idiot i think or at the masters for example you'd be an idiot like there are weeks to do that and pro darbo probably knows that and can take those risks knowing that those are the weeks to take the risks and to get different so there are weeks to do that and that's what we have to like think about every we have we know that though like we hate this tournament every year and we know that this is going to be dumb and that anybody can win and it's long shot week we were told that. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm here. Oh, oh, okay. Last thing. Okay. So PGA could take specific players now and put them into specific contest lineups. So hear me out. So like a GPP player in a GPP contest or something like that versus a cash contest and a cash player. There's different kinds of players, right? Obviously, this is true. There's guys that are crash and burn style players like Cameron Champ, where you know he could blaze out and win or crash and burn. Do you take that guy in a home league with your friends that requires nine weeks of consistent play? No, I don't think you take a Cameron Champ. But you do in a winner-take-all type tournament that is single entry, that's winner-take-all because the, you could just get him on the week that he's the nuts and has it going. And that's there's flame and burn kind of guys so then there's also like the ch3s used to be where they're just steady eddies in specific situations like hadwin this week was one of those guys but you could have just known he's gonna be fine not gonna win not gonna be amazing scoring at DraftKings, but going into this week those are the cash game plays of there's specific players for contests does that make sense oh yeah for sure Again, going back to just your, your your build, how how are you building? Who are you building for? What are you playing against? I didn't do any of that this week. It was uh and it was a shit show. I did I have one little bubble. I had one bubble that somehow made it in front of all the rest. There's that one little bubble right there. Just just somehow for three bucks or what? For two bucks. So I only <laughs> lost eighteen dollars. <laughs> I think I had the same thing. I think I had one bubble. But anyway, okay, so the last piece of strategy I've come to talk about is like playing and building rosters in an attempt to get lucky versus playing and building rosters in an attempt to limit your need for luck. So like certain weeks require you to build rosters to get lucky, like a Stars and Scrubs. Like this particular week was a week to try to get lucky with the right scrub and the right star. But there are weeks like next week where you need a grinder. You need someone that's consistent. Maybe makes the cut more than doesn't. Maybe you don't spend up, so you have to save for low. You go balanced. And then weeks there are balanced builds because you want to play it to limit your your need for luck. Or you embrace luck. Well, it's all neat. You, that's what you need, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, we talked about this enough, I think. You know. Yes. But I, you know, whatever. I like to try to get the one magic bullet. So whatever. We got, you me know, too. people call me the biggest square in the industry because of what? Hindsight that is, I took Reed and M last week or whatever. It took some. I still don't even know what that comment meant. Dude, it just proves that the person making that comment has literally never watched us because I've always been a contrarian player and you've always been the chalk donkey. So, right. <laughs> he doesn't watch us. No. And um, I don't, so. Dude, and I, you know, I'll attack people's methods. They can attack my method. I don't really care. It's your method. This is what I goes back to is like, just play the way that you want to play. Like, don't have regret. I texted you Thursday and I was laughing because I was like, I just did what I wanted to do this week. Hey, your model spit it out that thumbs up to you. You, your gut has that great. Good job. My uncle is texting me who he has and I don't have any of them. I didn't tell you to take any of them on preferred lines podcast, a podcast I do with Joe Idoni on Mondays. I didn't say those names, but someone picked them, told me they liked them. Great. Do you, do you think I care? I don't give a crap who you pick. Just don't do that. Imagine it's like, just pick who you want or what you're going to just tilt because some guy told you to take someone. Imagine caring about what other people do. Also like what? Imagine how you like caring at how someone loses their money. And then taking to Twitter and blaming them for, for it. Oh, they can't, couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. All right. 
Uh, any more chatting on there? Is the game is the football game over? Should we check the score? Yeah, the Bills lost. Unfortunately, I was I was kind of rooting for them because they were an underdog, but you know it didn't. All right, like the segment everyone's been waiting for tonight is the how we were told the things that we were told that they come true last week, and we were told the long shot would win. What were Siwoo's odds? They fifty-five or so. That's not a long shot, is it? No. In fact, the person that almost won was the betting favorite after Rom dropped out. So Cantley could have really spoiled that narrative where long shots were supposed to win. There were a couple in there, a couple chances of people doing that, but no, most of the people in the top were in the top of the range of the betting board. So that's not true. We were told Straka would be good. That was, well, actually, I don't know if we were told that, but we were told if Keegan would be good. Yeah, that was mentioned. I've let me tell you though, he won't be good. I've, I've used him a lot. Ever? Ever? Mm, I think it was the farmer's insurance open. Yeah, it was the <laughs> GPP. won a GPP with him next week, two years ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was a true – I was playing true contrarian. Like, straight up, that's all I was trying yeah. to do was just be pure contrarian. And nobody liked the defending champion, Adam uh, – Justin Rose, I think it was at the time. Nobody liked uh, Jason Day because he was really? hurt or he was supposed to be hurt or he was always hurt or, you know, that's his name. Or he's going to withdraw. And then Adam Scott, everyone hates his putter. I used him. Everyone hated Keegan. No one knew who Joel Damon was. And then uh, Wendell Clark. Yep. Those are my names. I'll always remember. But, yeah, maybe don't take Keegan ever again. Uh, you were supposed to need putting. To be good, and we saw Grio almost win at one point. Fina was up there; he's bad at putting. You got Ben On is in the winning lineup, and he's bad at putting. So uh, you're supposed to be needing to be good at putting. That was not true. We were told that CH three likes the West Coast, and he missed the cut. I we were told that. to take a wait and see approach on Woodland and Molinari, and they were good. Same with Fowler. We were told it's easy to predict athlete performance. I don't know if anybody said that specifically. We say that. Yeah. Are you distracted? Do I need to remove you from the chat so you're at least engaging with me? What's going on over there? No, we're good. We got a couple of people chatting here. I've been responding. I think that um, with regards to Woodland and Molinari, this is great to see them find and, and Fowler too. Come on, are we? We're, we should be happy like about these guys, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Historically good names that aren't wanted, yeah. that are coming off of, they're never going to be good again. Like, give me a break. Right. Um, we're always told that good will be good and bad will be bad, but what always happens? Bad or good. Good or bad. Mm, what about stats, bad. Eric? We're told that stats are important. That you need to do oh. a website so you can get oh. them. Boy, what are strokes gain? Are strokes gain stats misleading? You know, I think they are in certain in certain situations, and we're gonna get some we're gonna get some pushback here from a, a number of people if they're they're listening or watching or caring or whatever. And we don't care right now. Who, listen, who would push? Well, back? listen. Well, someone some might. But you, That's, what's your example? Well, see, Will Kim, he's got a great strokes gain putting, but and he won the, the tournament off of a nice putt on 17. And if you weren't paying attention and you only saw the highlight and you saw his strokes gain putting number on 17, you'd say, oh, wow, he's a really good putter. But no, he got to see Max Homa take the same exact putt and re- right, like basically read his exact line. And so he made the putt. And so his strokes gain putting is good because he got to see the line. But whereas nobody else in the entire tournament, maybe one or two other times it happened in the entire tournament where someone was able to read exactly the line of another person. So then do we have to have an asterisk? Do we have to have a rating system on that particular putt by Siwoo Kim because of that way it was? Can we get into the fact that like you're offline, you're off into the rough, but then there's seven different times of rough. There's seven different layers of rough and there's different lies within the rough. Can you talk about the fact that like, someone's better from the right side or the left side, but they're in the fairway and then their approach is off or whatever. They're left-handed or right-handed. Does that count? Do we count on that? There's so many freaking reasons. Wind can here, you, gusted there. Right. Late in the you, afternoon. Can you talk about the fact that some guy threw a dart in, but then it happened to ricochet off the fucking uh, pole? Camera champ. Yeah. Yeah, he had a great shot into that par five and he was perfect. He was great. Oh, wait, nope. Just kidding. Hit the flag. Went into this like ravine. To basically drop, chipped it over there, triple bogey later, this tournament's ruined because of a and it's true. 
his stroke gain stats are ruined for that tournament and for the whole season as well. Yeah, Unless pretty much he looks like he's never good at hitting his irons, and his, the stat boy will say he's bad. It's terrible. The models won't spit him out. The models will spit out somebody that did well 900 years ago against jabronis in a tournament that didn't matter for half the field, so they didn't care, and he's the only one that cared. <laughs> He's a terrible golfer and he had one chance to do something. So he proved himself and he was, that's all he cared about was his masters that particular weekend. Tiger didn't show up or did care. Didn't care. Blisters on his feet. Do we even know that? Does he, you know, things happen. Stats. So much random shit happens in golf. And if you play golf, you probably intuitively understand that and appreciate that when you're, you know, watching professionals play and when you're building lineups, I feel like some of these people who maybe don't play or don't watch might not appreciate exactly, that so much. Exactly, dude. I right? think. Have they ever even actually swung a club or played golf one time? Or like maybe you do a little bit, but you just, I don't know. It's funny. We get used to, you get used to these guys. That, oh God, he shot one over at like a, you know, a course that we would shoot like 15 over. So we do get used to like what is supposed to be minus three today is bad. <laughs> we always text that. Yeah, like, be how is he only minus three? three? How is he only minus three? <laughs> or like, how did he miss that three footer? We don't know anything about that three footer. Yeah, we don't know it was, it was how much break was on that. Did he have and to guide it in? It was did on the line. Did he hit it too firm? We can talk about this for days. Uh, I know. Every week on the Fantasy Golf Pod Sunday Night Support Group, we're going to talk about a Bryson or Patrick Reed story. If it happens that there's a story that week, we will cover it from our friends, Bryson and Patrick Reed, the viral boys. Now, Bryson was shooting a basketball this week. Did you see Bryson shoot a basketball? I did see that, actually. Yeah, I remember that now. I know awful form and I'm sure he did it like 43 times before he made it, but there it was. That was on the internet. Uh, Patrick Reed was bad. Mm -hmm. Why was he so bad? I never got a chance to watch on Friday. Really? You know why? Why? Cause he didn't care. He saw, no, he well, that goes to our next uh, topic of the week. Outrage. What are people <laughs> outraged about raw is because PGA Tour Live or whatever was supposed to be showing things wasn't really showing things. Or, but it started on um, Thursday morning. It tweets out like, go check out PGA Tour Live at 1030, you know, our time. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's blog on 1030. It's like, nothing's there. It starts at 11. I'm like, why are they advertising 1030? These fucking idiots. So that was one. But yeah, the second one was on the featured groups. Patrick Reed is in the featured group. Patrick Reed is on the back nine on Friday, trying to make a cut, entering par fives and birdieable holes to come into the clubhouse needing birdies to win or to get the cut, whatever. The guy is, he's not being shown at all, but he's in the featured groups. So I'm trying to watch Patrick Reed. I'm trying to decide and see, but all I'm getting is Gary Woodland or other players in his group, dude, and not his shots. So I have to like just guess is that his approach? There he is in the background. Is he standing next to his ball or is he just waiting? Uh, oh my gosh, there he is on the green. Oh, I see a ball mark. They're looking at it. Is he for par? Is he for birdie? I don't know because, but he's a part of the feature group. There's 12 total human beings. You can't even show the one, two shots of the guys trying to make the cut. Oh my God, do they not know what we want? This is ridiculous. So I was outraged. <laughs> this week out you were outraged i got outraged by pga to alive i mean this has been an ongoing issue for quite some time that at the bare minimum the the cut sweat should be a part of their coverage i get it they only maybe have a certain uh, amount of crew members that are out and then they select no. you know the names not that everybody's got to follow I know, and I'm not making excuses. This is what, the, their model is bad. It's a bad product. We know this. We, you, know, you can tweet at them all day long. They're not going to fucking change it. Yeah, don't tweet. Okay. They're going to laugh. They're going to move, they're going to move their offices from fucking Orlando uh, to Connecticut. Why? I mean, I supposedly there, there must be something going on that's failing financially. I haven't looked into it right now, 
So it seems like a weird place to, to host the golf channel in a, in a, in a part of the country that can't golf for four months of the year <laughs> when they were in a place where they can golf the entire year. So the golf channel is a fucking shit show. We we've all known this. Everybody knows this taking to Twitter and complaining about it. You know, we, we did that for a little bit. It's, it's kind of an antiquated sort of uh, stupid thing to do at this point. Don't even bother. It's like, it's like those people that tweet at the president. Yeah, why you yeah, comment no, at the president? You're like, what is the point? Like, you what think is the point of that? Oh, I just read a tweet from guy off the internet. I better stop now. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. oh, there it is. The last dude that told me I should change. We should change. We're a PGA tour. We're gonna change because that tweet. That guy got mad. But you're right. No, it, the cut sweat. If anything, if we could get through these fucking people, can't it would they just understand that? Just show yeah. that people grinding to make the cut is actually really good. We understand drama. the guy's four under and he's close to the lead. Will he be fucking close to the lead by Sunday? No, you idiots were showing Camilo Vijegas on Thursday. Where did he even finish? Did he even make the cut? But no, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> so, like, give me a break, people. Oh, Lord. All right. Should we done? Oh, Are we done? Oh. I think we're pretty much done. We talked, we're going to talk about what happens that, you know, viral stuff that Phil Nicholson misses a putt. And is he a sideshow now? I wanted to ask you about Phil. Well, and he's going to land on my list of, uh, never played my favorite golfers of all time. Mm. And yes, I think that he clearly is not, I don't know. I mean, he should stick to the champions tour because he's doing quite well there. I, I, for every reason, I, you know, DraftKings put the, the results of some of these guys like Stricker and Phil. <laughs> their and, results of their. Yeah, they, they yeah. now they're including those results. And I look and I'm like, well, fuck, if he's getting first, second, and fifths and all these like uh, three round tournaments, who, who knows if they have a cut even on the Champions Tour? I mean, no, who cares? no there's three rounds. You know what they're doing yeah. that for, though, right? <laughs> they're going to put DraftKings contests to these things. Because they're starting, because they got LPGA now. Which they want that rake money, dude. Boom. They want those people playing straight roulette. Like, give me a fucking break if you think there's skill. Actually, there is skill because our friend Josh Bennett, uh, Cash Bigley on the LPGA one uh, GPP this weekend. Nope, I saw and Our guy, Sky, Sky Hooks, the guy we had on the preferred lines on Monday, he was an LPGA winner on GPPs. So maybe there is skill. I'm never going to watch a single thing of that. Um, Mark Hubbard putted like Happy Gilmore again. In fact, it sprung our video that we had from years ago of him doing that. It made us go viral for a second on YouTube. Our old video. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It just gets bumped from the algorithm. Um, Brooks Kepka says that he doesn't care about ball speed and then he only cares about wins. That was a viral thing for a second. He kind of has that, that shtick. Yeah, he says things, and it's, then other things unfold. Yeah, Brooks is such a phony. God. At least Patrick Reed's real and is himself, and same with Bryson. Like, you know that they're real. It, Brooks, like, he just he, – he pretends that that's his real sh- – that's his um, – that's me. I'm real when I'm like that. And it's like, then you're a dick if that's true, like, or you're a sarcastic ass, and you shouldn't – no one should like you. If that's really true. So don't even, maybe he shouldn't go with that, that line of thinking. Yeah. Well, it's like, (laughs) it's like Phil's kind of a phony too. Like remember when he's like, well, you know what? Here's the thing. If I'm hitting bombs, I'm going to stand the, but like, that was at least funny. Whereas like Brooks in his comment that you had captured, it was his attempt at being funny. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then I'm like, he's just trolling Bryson. And yeah, it's stupid. Well, and then they're like, what would be a successful year? He's like, couple wins, couple majors. And he's not like, he just says it so seriously that you're like, <sighs> you know, like, I don't know. Is that, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. It's kind of an immaturity thing from Brooks. Whereas Rory would just be like in JT even, or other people would answer. Oh, yeah. that. Rom would answer that so sophisticated and like normal to what the journalism wanted to, or journalists wanted to hear. Not like some tiger when he's 22 ass comment. Like you want to be thinking you're the shit, but you also 
needed to understand like this is a silly press conference for the American Express. You don't have to be this way. Or if you're gonna say that wins only matter at a tournament win that you something. end up missing the cut at, like or just win happen. something recently before saying that. Like your buddy right. Bryson has probably recent been a winner before more recently than you. Yeah. What a weird thing to say. Either way, let's go on to next week, and this is kind of how we're going to end each pod each week is we're going to talk about the best players in the field at the Farmers Insurance Open. That's next week's tournament. We're doing Sunday night pods this year. We're not doing those uh, Tuesday nights anymore. These are much more interesting to me to have a discussion about how we're bad at DFS and talk about things ahead of time, like Rory and Rom are leading it off. Who do you think is going to be more expensive on DraftKings, Rory or Rom next week? Rom, definitely. Hmm. Rory did almost win that Euro event this last weekend, though. Do you think DraftKings cares? They will care. So then maybe it is Rory because Ron bowed out. He has can COVID, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't. He, like, tweaked himself in the gym or something, he said. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, look into it too deeply. But, yeah, my initial gut was Ron would be, but Rory's up. There, Roy is, didn't really have the most spectacular of a 2020. So, for him to be top price, it'll be interesting to yeah. make a decision. But I'm going to play every 10K name going forward and just spray the 8K range going. So, I don't care what price those good players are. What else do we got there? There's some other names Xander. What right? if Rory is like 11 1 and Rom's like 11 5? It's expensive. Are you going to do that then? Yeah. I'll click all of them. Bucket. Okay, well then no Tiger this year, but there's Leishman, the defending champion. Leishman won this last year, and then he died. His career was over at one point this summer. He couldn't hit a golf club. He was amazing at the uh, President's Cup, won this tournament, went on vacation from being good, and then now maybe he's back because he's feeling good vibes coming in. Would you go back to Leishman? Wait a minute, Leishman won this last year, and so you you had him on the lineup. No. Oh, that wasn't. That was two years ago. That's right. That's right. God awful last year. I got yeah, the yeah. winners. Uh, I got the birdie uh, f up or what do they call it? Post birdie fuck up. PBQ? Right. Yeah. Post win. And then last year, Leishman putted his way to victory, like most mm-hmm. do. Sprayed the driver everywhere, and his son was making fun of him. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, two-time winner Jason Day is here. What about Xander though? Is it Xander week? Are we going Xander all over the place on one and done and DraftKings? And he's going to be ten to. Right, he's going to be chocolate Xander. Yeah, I mean we're going to have to take Xander. Right? Oh my god. God. People won't take the, him though because they'll be like he's bad at here because there's too much pressure on him. Because he's from San Diego. And it's California. Uh, Hovland M. Brooks is back. APPR. Scheffler, Adam Scott, Spieth, and Bubba, and Wolf, and uh, Woodland, and Zalatoris is here. But I have a question. Would you ever go back and use a guy named Tony Finau? After what he just went through? If he's like 10-2, if he's in the 10K range and he's he's not going to be in the, he won't be in the 10K range. So he'll he'll be be like 98 this week? Yeah, he'll be in the, he'll be in the low 9K range. Will Brooks be up in the 10K range? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. So then it's going to be Rory, Rom, Xander. They're going to be up there. Yep. Reed. Do you think he'll be 10K after last week's debacle? (laughs) <laughs> debacle uh I this mean, is interesting pricing wise yeah it will be i think Fina will end up being in the 10k and i think brooks will be like 10k on the nose and then you'll have the m at 98 he's always 98 you got a hoblin at 97 six or whatever you got appr at 95 shuffler's gonna be there and you got low nines you got scott maybe will will uh yeah probably wolf hoblin's there too or what i already said him but then zalatoris where's zalatoris gonna end up he's gonna be like eight no, he'll. I mean, I, I think the 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 field when after I peruse it, the field sinks quite deeply. So yeah, you're right. Actually, he will be up there with yeah. those guys. But I might go with Chalk Xander in 
Why wouldn't you? Why would you? Let's fade Xander. <laughs> He's getting Imagine too high. Imagine intentionally fading your favorite play because other people like him. What the fuck is wrong with you? All right. So, are we done? Yeah, I think so here. Did you have a Siwoo outright? Someone I, asked. I didn't. I don't know why. I, I like. That's right in your, like, range. I do 100 bets, and then I like Siwoo, who's one of my guys, Kizire and Siwoo in the AK range. And then I, I, I literally was like, today, like, did I make a Siwoo bet? And then I went and I looked at my Patreon where I published my bets and I said, I, and it wasn't there. And I was like, I must have forgotten to type it onto there. Right. So I went and checked my book and to see if I had a, you know, hidden C Woo bet somewhere. Did not. So then guess what I did? As soon as Cantley hit that putt. Now I woke up today with no chance of cashing. All my bets were terrible. So what I did is I go to my bookie, I look at that thing and I say, Hey, I look at Cantley. Okay, cool. I like that. But that, I don't know if I like that enough. I like a couple other things, but nah, whatever. Losing week. Don't care. Go on with my life. But 212 in the afternoon, I'm sitting at my open house. Cantley comes out, two birdies in the first three holes. And I'm like, oh my God, Cantley has the look in his eye, the uh-huh. silent killer. Boom, hit a bet on Cantley for nine bucks to win $99. So I'm like, now I've got Cantley and he's charging. And boom, he makes the putt on 18. And boom, I'm like, wow, he's going to win. I'm going to get a hundred bucks back even though I put about 50 in total. So I'm like, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go hedge this right now on Siwoo. So I put 40 on Siwoo to win 75 at that point. <laughs> so I lost 40 off to Cantley, but whatever. Uh-huh. I ended up winning the 75, paid back my Cantley 10, paid back a couple other edges and all my other shit. You got in on Siwoo at the right time where everyone was like, oh my gosh, Cantley. And I'm like, dude, it's got four or five holes left. One's a par five. You can eagle it and take the lead. This is Siwoo Kim. He's not scared. He's a plus number still. Boom. Live bet. That's awesome. Great move. Oh, I did have Siwoo. You say you 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 save some of uh, your losses, it sounds like. Correct. Okay, promoting next week. Monday, you can see me tomorrow. The first look. If I have a chance to do that, I'll do that. I'm going out of town next week so that it's going to be interesting. Monday, I have the Preferred Lines podcast with Joe Idoni tomorrow night. Wednesday, I come again with a Fanshare-sponsored ownership pod. Probably going to be on vacation doing that. I don't know if I'm going to do that this week. It's going to be tough. We'll see. Uh, I might go play golf with Joe Idoni in Florida. Wow. We'll see. Uh, Anyway. Dude, giveaways. Let's talk to you first before we give away the hoodie. Because I've got a hoodie, guys. Right here. It's an extra large, so I hope you're a big guy. Or you just shrink it. You're right. I'm going to give this away. <laughs> Who's the uh, winner of the – do we do an albatross again or are we broke? Should we go down to a $5 drive the green for everybody this week? Yeah, that, that $12 is a little much. Well, somebody won. His name's not us. Yeah. Eric Darbo. Uh, who's been the chattiest? Sweet Spot's been involved. Jeff Wilson's been hanging. T-Dog has been, he's not been around for a while. We got a lot of guys here hanging out. Danny Ryback. Brian Beaver, though, he's been hanging out. Coach Beave. Yeah, let's get him out of the drive the green with us this week. And we post his lineup as soon as the pricing or the uh, lock happens. I'll have you guys send our lineups in. And then we'll kind of follow along between the three of us who's the best in the drive the green. So it's five bucks this week trying to win the most so you got to build differently than you would in the albatross for a single entry imagine that <laughs> build differently based on the contest you're in oh my god blow my mind Boom. okay now hoodie for a guy who left an itunes review should we look yeah take a look this is what we've been doing i've just been looking at our itunes fantasy golf pod if you have a apple thing you can get in on this how do i find my pod you have to search for it oh i'm down here okay now i gotta scroll down to the bottom and see some reviews now i got some reviews we got norfolker he wrote a review let's crack some beers we got yeah yilly p who's this oh phil my guy phil cowger on twitter 
Chad and company are everything you need when it comes to the golf and sucking down some beers. <laughs> you got beers. The, the G Brown, he left us one. You got S. Nord left us one. Tory Golfer. Uh, Beef. Coach Beef. The Coplowing app. I'm just here for the hot fire Marty party takes. Do we do we have some party Marty party takes? Um, how about I scroll and then you just tell me. Who's the G Brown? I just found that randomly. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, scroll and then I'll I'll look. No, you just tell me to stop and then I'll stop on the name. Stop. Stop. No, I'm not. I haven't started. Oh, okay. Just hold on. I'm okay. I'm scroll. Oh shit! I pulled up a different. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Stop! Stop! Tory Golfer. Well, I don't know him. Tory Golfer. That's dumb. Just okay, the G Brown. Him. Yeah, because he's the closest to that one. Yeah, there you uh, go. G Brown on Twitter. I'm gonna. Hopefully, you watch this. I'll uh, DM you in a couple of days. But if you see this before I DM you, you've won a sweatshirt. Send me your address. The G Brown for saying always a great listen in preparation for the upcoming week of golf. The show is great blend of fun and informative information. No shit, Sherlock. We do what we can. You know, we're not experts. We're just having fun, cracking beers every Sunday night. Thanks for following along. Like and subscribe. Rate and review. We love you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I got to play this music. All right. Thanks for watching. Make some comments. Uh, who's going to win and who's going to be the chalk that everybody ru gets ruined by. We appreciate you.